Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to episode 43 of Secondary Fermentation. Tonight, we're joined by Joe and Nick. Hey. Ooh, nice job. Shaking things up some. Yeah, Lauren, the host. You know, All right, now, that, now I'm done. You're done, that was it? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was the host seat. <laughs> no, you're stuck there the whole you're, time. Yeah, you're there. The whole okay. episode. We gave Lauren a taste of the headphones just because I don't think she realizes all the smacking of the microphones <laughs> that I need to edit out. <laughs> I feel like I'm like sitting in a timeout chair. Just kidding. It's actually very interesting not to have the headphones in because it's weird hearing yourself talk and then hearing everyone else talk, but in different channels of your... Like, you it's always lauren in my left ear nick in my right ear very Uh, weird yeah and you hear yourself too on top of that i don't ever like to hear myself talk so usually when we have the episode release i listen to about two seconds and i'm like (laughs) nope turn that (laughs) i've gotten over it now i had to do a thing for work where i had to record a video for like everyone in our department to listen to and i had to play it in front of a lot of those people and it was really (laughs) that was pretty horrible but uh i've kind of gotten over it at this point I think he likes the sound of his voice. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I actually think it sounds weird. <laughs> I'm going to start talking like this. Hey. Kind of sound like a country singer. Country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Lauren's sipping on some water. I could sip on some beer. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, me too. Should we crack one open? Sure, let's pop some bottles. Popping bottles. In got a bit of a ice. bottle night here tonight. We do. We've what's, got on, what's on deck first? bottle opener we have first barrel culture golden which is a one year spontaneously fermented uh that's pretty much all it says it's a mixed fermentation wild ale nice seven or er, 5.7 abv this is in a 500 mil bottle and i believe we picked this up from the raleigh location of barrel culture oh yeah I think we both got, you might have gotten two bottles that night. Yeah, but, I think yeah. I got a couple from there. Sipped on some mixed fermentation ales while we were at the tap room. Took some to go. I still have one. No, I think I popped it on a recent episode, actually. Um, it was after we got back from, or you got, y'all got back from Oktoberfest, and we have a bottle of Barraculture as well. So, yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, they're they're really good in the... Department of spontaneous fermentation, mixed fermentation, wild fermentation. Lauren's only having a small taste. Thank you, sir. Sour beers. Yeah, I know. That's what you're a little frightened. So, golden. It lives up to its name. Very golden. A little bit hazy. Uh, thin carbonation. It's got kind of like a hazy sheen to it, though. It almost shines. Um, yeah. Like you said, that golden name is really displayed in the color liquid gold well it's interesting if you have a smaller amount it's less golden it's more cloudy <laughs> got in the old uh casita yeah collab fest glass that was a fun These time are cute. yeah those are really nice that was a really fun yeah really good festival glass yeah oh yeah well, i'm looking forward for next year that'll be cool if they what? have it again next year yeah what month was that was oh, that in geez. the summer it was in spring i think right oh uh but this what are you getting for aromas on this Mainly just like sour notes, mixed fermentation yeah. notes, little lactic. Yeah, I'd say like some, some of that like lactic acid, that uh, funk, mm-hmm. um, yeah, tartness. Little uptown funk you up. There's a little bit of some like fruity ester note, but I don't know if I want to say it's like a tropical fruit or 
Maybe it's just like more citrusy. Took my first sip. I was expecting it to be extremely dry and tart, but it's not as dry and tart as I thought it would be. Do you concur? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I concur. I think it has a good balance of malt to offset some of that tartness. The body of it is definitely <laughs> smoothed out. Really smacking your lips there, yeah, Lauren. What are, you, what are you thinking about it? It's still a little punchy in my it's mouth. It's a little list. It is a little punchy. I like that. That's a good descriptor. But <clears throat> it's interesting because it's kind of just, uh, it's like just a sour ale. It's not like adjuncted really. Nothing crazy in it. It's just beer that we give a f- mixed fermentation to. The label just has a nice golden uh, color to it. Whoops, that was probably really loud. Yeah. <laughs> Joe just committed his own I did it. act of uh, retaliation towards Lauren, I guess. Here's a description. Government warning. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Sounds delicious. <laughs> That's really the only thing on the label. It's Well, it also plain. says... Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. I'm so glad that they informed us. It also says 500 mils. (laughs) (laughs) I do appreciate the simplicity, though, of some beer labeling. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's really just telling you what it is and not giving you any false impressions. Overall, I mean, this is pretty enjoyable. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite beer ever. Hmm. I don't think I could drink a whole glass of it. I yeah. think I would mess with my stomach. Good for a bottle share. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like, that's the amount mm-hmm. that I want to have. With it. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like there's not a heck of a lot to say about it. Like, it's just got like a medium malty character, but it's not like grainy or anything like that. It's just got, you know, there's some malt in it. It's tart and acidic, but it's not like overwhelmingly so. Got just kind of those funky sour flavors to it. Not really much sweetness. It's not overly drying. Not really sharp carbonation. It's just kind of a mild sour yeah. beer that's been chilling for a year. I guess that maybe that might be sort of the risk with a wild ale is you're subject to just whatever bacteria you're going to get, any of the kind of microflora in the environment that you're... Well, I'm curious as to how they fermented this it's funny you should ask does it oh i found it on untapped actually i'm assuming this is from the folks at barrel culture so back in 2019 they filled two totes with wort that was comprised of 100 percent local malts and raw wheat i thought you just said they filled two toads with warts (laughs) like are we getting a fairy fairy tale uh (laughs) yeah the toads get the warts now (laughs) payback (laughs) um so they took them out to botanist and barrel to sit next to their blueberry fields ah. overnight to be inoculated by the yeast and bacteria in the air. So I guess, you know, you get next to some some fruit patches, you know, the blueberry fields get some of that natural bacteria and yeast in the air, inoculates the wort, and then then they aged it for a year, it sounds like. So, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. I guess they must have known there wasn't going to be just a, a, an overhaul of bacteria by doing this sort of wild fermentation style so what you have is just a pretty you know approachable sour ale that's not too funky not too tart 
Yeah, and this is made out of all uh, NC ingredients also. It's uh, locally sourced hops. Or, gosh, uh, malt. I don't even know. They didn't mention anything about hops, so maybe that mm. not. But, yeah, I didn't see anything in there, but. But, uh, yeah, it just I mean, local uh, malts from Riverbend Malt and then Epiphany Craft Malt. And then they went and they didn't even have to pitch any yeast because they just yeah. left it over by the blueberries. Local bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sounded like local bacteria. Brew local. Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't have a ton of check-ins or ratings on Untapped, so I imagine they didn't have a high surplus of bottles from it. But, yeah, they didn't specify how how large these totes were that they filled. But Totes my goats. Always nice to get sort of a limited release. It's a, it's a one-off, you know, you can't yeah. really replicate this exactly. You can kind of have a, you know, maybe a, a 2023 edition of this beer, but, you know, it's going to vary based on, again, the yeast and the bacteria for these wild ales. It's just going to be slightly variant. I think that's a lot, a lot of times why they do the blends. Is they oh, yeah. A, a uniform product. But mm-hmm. If you're doing a one-off. Yeah. One-off is totally No cool. need. I like it. I mean, it's definitely something I would enjoy more. As a refreshing, like, summer night beer, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What are you making that face for, Lauren? Well, the year is 2022. I know. It says 2019 on on their description. So, interesting. Unless they made it again. But it says back in 2019, so is it In, like, January of 2019. (laughs) Yeah, you said it was a two-year? It It says says on the bottle, one year. Oh. Well, maybe they just fed the bottle for a while. Maybe. Maybe that's why it's so mellowed out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe been, they do like a year or so. If it's, if of like it's chilling. Too. Yeah, true. Who knows? But yeah, very interesting start from a uh, local NC brewery. Yeah. Speaking of that, what's uh, the, the local beer news? Well, <clears throat> speaking of local breweries, <laughs> there is a an event coming up November 6th that I just learned about. Sounds pretty interesting. It is... The Tarboro Brewgrass Celebration. Ooh. Brewgrass. So if you like some brewgrass or some bluegrass music. <laughs> Was that your banjo um, impression, Lauren? <laughs> you can just listen to Lauren if you like that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, got uh, or, spoons? you got any spoons? We can do it. Where's your washboard, Nick? Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit machine. modern. I use a machine. <laughs> oh. Well, Fancy well da. <laughs> Let me guess. You've got running water to take your bath. Oh, where's your outhouse? Oh, indoor plumbing? Ooh, fancy guy here. Now I'm just showing off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that sounds like it'd be a cool time. Yeah, nice little Sunday event. It's 12 to 5 on November 6th. It's a Sunday. Uh, family friendly. Bring the kids out. Bring out anybody that's interested in some live music. They've got a good brewery lineup. It's a lot of local players. you got Tarboro Brewing Company, of course, since it's a Tarboro celebration. Pitt Street here from Greenville is going to be there. Duck Rabbit Craft Brewery from... Uh, Farmville, and then you got Hopfly, Mythic, Koi Pond, and Spaceway, all from the Rocky Mount area. So, really good lineup of breweries, and then they've got Hubby Jenkins for the headliner of the music department. Also, C. Albert Blomquist, Mama Molasses, and Carolina Lightning round up. <laughs> Mama <there>. Molasses. <laughs> I'm going to go just for that name alone. And you've got Sister Syrup. <laughs> Sister Syrup. <laughs> but, uh... I like it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a really solid lineup and a nice Sunday activity. If the weather's nice, it'd be really fun to be out by the Riverfront Park, which I should mention it's actually at the Riverfront Park uh, <laughs> in Tarboro. At, um, so, yeah, good location. 
Not too far from us. I think you all have to work that day, don't you? Yes, unfortunately. We we'll working. see if maybe I decide to roll out. I think your days. Maybe. Are you going to your trampoline park? I don't know. Yeah, it's actually my birthday that day, so maybe I'll do that instead. Or maybe I'll do that first and then go to the trampoline park. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Sir, stop puking everywhere. <laughs> I'd be more concerned about broken bones. Well, you know, I've never broken a bone in my almost 31 years of life. So. Okay, why would you say something like that? <laughs> now she's going to beat the heck out of you and break a bone. Watch Give me out. your finger. Like, oh, Give me your finger. Really? <laughs> no, stop. No. Um, yeah, so that, until it's your actual birthday, and then I'm going to break your bones. Yeah, wait till I'm 31, and then you can. <laughs> yeah. Sticks and stones. Pull me apart. Um, yeah, some also some. Speaking of Casita, mentioned mentioned earlier they got a beer release coming out. Yeah, so on the the Osner app, they released a beer, their new barrel aged stout. It is called Querido. Querido. I don't think I'm saying that correctly, but it's a 2021 uh, Querido e Perdido Imperial Stout, which is aged and for 12 months in Blanton's and W L Bar- Weller Bourbon barrels. Uh, they conditioned it on cacao nibs, chilies, cinnamon, and vanilla. Coming in at a hefty 13% ABV. Uh, and you actually can buy it off the uh, the Osner app. You just have to go pick it up from Casita and Wilson. It looks like they're selling it for uh, like 22 bucks a, uh, a bottle. Definitely interested to try it. Seems pretty interesting. Yeah. We'll have to grab some. I'm glad they're getting into that too. We've had some... Some good barrel aged from Hopfly, from uh, Pitt Street's done some barrel aged. We've had a lot of local places that have, you know, made, t- taken their hand at that. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into that time of year, it kind of snuck up oh, on yeah, us. It is. Amongst all the pumpkin beers this time of year, we got a barrel aged coming out. One pumpkin beer this year. <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> if that's been one. intentional avoidance or. Did you have the Atomic Pumpkin? I did not have the Atomic Pumpkin. I guess you did. No, because I said I was going to get it, oh, and you said I just right. did. I just had it. Never mind. I yeah. had that. Oh, we didn't even talk about how we went to Asheville. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That was a good time. We went to Asheville. It wasn't a super brewery-focused trip, but we still got to check out some some of our uh, favorites. Did we get to anywhere new? I don't think so. We went to Burial. I guess Upcountry had their own beer, the pizza place we went to. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't re- I mean, it's more for dinner, but we got to try it. Yeah, their have their one. They had a grapefruit mm-hmm. uh, thing. It was very grapefruity, but their pizza was killer. Their wings are really good, too. First time I've had wings that They're are huge. like both the drum and the flat mm-hmm. uh, all attached to each too. other. It was huge. Your salad? Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Trying to be healthy, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was in conjunction with my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Your greasy white pizza. Oh, so mm, good. That is good. Oh, and to round that out, I've got one more thing that popped up that I almost forgot about. The Rocky Mount Beer Fest is coming up. Ooh. November 12th. That's a Saturday. It's going to be 11 to 4 p.m. So festival style, you get a taster glass, kind of unlimited pours. VIP is 75 bucks. Dang. You get an hour early entry, so you come in at 11. What else, do you get any, like, commemorative glasses? Wait. You get what, a VIP glass, actually. What date? November 12th. Oh. Yeah, Why are you I, saying that? Well, Are you disappointed because we're not working? I'm actually going to be in Durham that weekend. So. Durham? Oh, jeez. But uh, the VIP glass you get along with your VIP entry. And then the festival taster glass, unlimited beer tasting. 
Um, and then you get, you know, live music, some access to a VIP tent. There's only a hundred of those available. I think those are probably dwindling down at this point. So if you want a VIP ticket, jump on that ASAP. Otherwise, um, there's the GA, which is 50 for pre-sale or $60 at the gate. Same deal with the limited beer tasting. You get a raffle ticket, taster cup. Uh, ooh, also an event t-shirt, which is kind of unique. Yeah, that Not is interesting. Not too many beer fest do t-shirts. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to have a really good lineup there at the Rocky Mountain Mills. It's sponsored by all the breweries and the Goat Island Bottle Shop. So check that out if you're into a <laughs> beer fest at the, <laughs> at the Goat Shop. <laughs> the Goats. Yeah. So... Some good local beer events coming up. Some beer releases. I'm sure we'll see some more, some of the barrel-aged stouts coming out. Oh, yeah. So Stout season. We'll have to get some of those. Us. Give them a Stout try on the podcast. Season. I hate stouts. They're the worst. Yeah. They're the sausage? What? <laughs> Lauren's more of like a, a vice beer like fan. Get it. Likes the vice and... Belgian beers. I like my stouts better. Speaking of Belgian beers. Speaking of sour Belgian beers. Speaking of beers. Speaking of wine. (laughs) Sorry, wrong podcast. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Lauren Moonlights is a wine connoisseur on another podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is it time to crack another beer? It is time to crack another beer. And this is a special beer because it's it's the beer of our topic. Oh, I thought beer. it was special because it has like a cool little silver thing that around too. the top. This it's is fancy. It is fancy. And I think this is a variation, right? This isn't the general right. one, is it? So Not the classic. What we have in our hands is a Rodenbach Grand Cru, which is a Flanders Red Ale, which by the title of this podcast, you probably surmised is the topic of the day. Kind of a, I guess, an underappreciated style. You don't hear a lot of and you don't see a lot of especially from american breweries not really a ton yeah. of uh ton of those and rodenbach being kind of one of the staple breweries for uh flanders reds interested to give this one a try i don't know if i've ever had a regular rodenbach so i'm curious what the difference is between this one and the standard so the grand crew versus uh just the old rodenbach yeah so we'll kind of get a little more into the the process of the Flanders Red Ale style and how it's brewed, how it's fermented, aged, all that. Uh, I will say the grain crew of the Rodenbach is actually a, a step up from the classic. So the classic Rodenbach, it's a blend of their aged Flanders after it's been in the oak fooders and some like a, a newer, younger beer. So they blend it out to kind of help mellow it. So the grain crew has a two to one ratio uh two being the the aged beer so i think it's typically more like a 50 50 mix this one has a a bit more of a of a presence of that aged red ale versus the kind of younger ale to um kind of mellow it out so you also can buy other variations of the rodenbach that I think they have like a, a vintage series that actually is just a hundred percent from the the fooder and it's not at all blended with any of the, the younger beer that's uh-huh. freshly fermented. Um, it all kind of, it's, it all variates and it all fluctuates the, the feeling and the mouthfeel flavors and all that stuff because of 
the way that the blending kind of mellows out and um, adds some complexity to the beer. So yeah, if you get something that's purely from the fooder and it's going to be a year to three years age, it's going to be a little more sour. This one should be a little more complex, a little more depth, just because it does have a blend of about two thirds part aged Flanders to like one part of a, a younger Flanders. So it's going to kind of help offset some of that that tart character. So interesting. And it's been a while since I've had a Flanders red. Uh, and it's kind of a unique style and, you know, I think a pretty big contrast to the last sour we just had where that was a mixed fermentation and got a lot of funk. These are more of a acetic acid type sourness, right? Like, so uh, more of a vinegar kind of, uh, sourness that we'll have. Well, it smells like balsamic vinaigrette to me. You think it smells like balsamic vinegar? Yeah. That's what's on my nose. It might be the power of suggestion, but I can I can see that. Yeah, it's got a little hint of savory. Definitely has that acetic acid vinegar like uh, tartness coming through. But yeah, I want to I want to pour this on a salad. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Well, so a little history. We kind of talked a little bit about the Flanders Red Ale. So it comes from the West Flanders region of Belgium. Dates back to the early 1800s. I believe they sort of liken the Flanders Red Ale to be just synonymous with Rodenbach. This family of, I believe it was four brothers, they started this brewery. Four brothers. Four brothers. In a van. <laughs> in a building. No, in two. West Belgium. <laughs> and uh, or so it's, you know, West Flanders, that's where it gets the name from, is this, this style was brewed. It had a lot of these really traditional brewing techniques, uh, largely being the ingredients, but also the use of some additional bacteria beyond just typical brewer's yeast. You're not going to have just your Saccharomyces. It's not going to do enough to create that tartness. So what they do is they, they brew it with, you know, these German malts. They don't really have a lot of high alpha uh, acid hops because you don't want a lot of that character in there. It's supposed to be a malt show and let the, the bacteria really, you know, ferment and, and really create this like estery and earthy and fruity profile. So they, ferment them initially for a bit and then they throw them into these big casks uh, casks that they're made of oak they're called fooders i thought they were fooders but i've been saying yeah, that this whole time i guess that's really that's is that now is that a regional thing because i've heard a lot of people say fooders i th- i think traditionally like if you were talking to somebody from belgium that you know the traditional pronunciation is fooder i watched a few videos and heard some you know native Belgians, you know, talk Say about fooder. fooders and, you know, fooder. interesting. And actually some of the definitions like, you know, phonetically is spelled out as like fooder. So it's F O E D E R fooder to me is what I, I look oh, at yeah. it and see. But, yeah. Uh, interesting fooder. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking maybe some of that Oak character is what's creating some of the, that say, I don't know that savory, but like there's kind of a bit of like a savory umami, like smoky, element to it like there was a lot of complexity which i think was sort of hallmark to this style was a lot of complexity with the red, the flanders red ale but yeah it goes all the way back to about 1820 when these brothers started the red brewery they made this red ale it's got sort of a reddish brown haze it's also known as a flemish red brown ale if you ask certain people so do you know the difference between this and an, and an ode brune no. I did not look that up, but that's another, I guess, a similar style. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, New Belgium's La Folie 
which is a you know one of their sours they do and and they do a lot of Belgian styles. I think that might be an old an old brune versus a, a Flanders red ale, but definitely an interesting discussion to have there. It's a Flanders brown is kind of similar okay, thing, just according to quick Wikipedia. So similar similar style. It's a mm-hmm. Dutch name for it, which is interesting in Belgium. What were they? Everything was like French, German, and Dutch. So like all of the things in in Brussels, like all the signs had three languages on them. Like the Metro was like announced everything three times in different languages. It's really <laughs> <No>. funny. <laughs> Some busy signs. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. But yeah, this, this beer is interesting. It's not super red. It's definitely more, I think towards the, the brown. It looks like sweet tea. Uh, it does a little bit. Yeah. It's a little more. It foam. does not taste like sweet tea. It does not. Maybe with a little barbecue mix. In. Oh gosh. Yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe sweet baby rice. So the BJCP standards uh, characteristics for this one, appearance definitely has that range from red to brown. Depending on the brew, the brewery, it's going to have some kind of color in that range of red to brown. This one, mostly brown with like a hint of maybe some like red amber. It's you know pretty clear, pretty clean looking. In the light, it, you get a little more sparkle of some red, red tones. But, you know, so the red ale doesn't, mean that it's going to be bright red i think in some cases it's a little more yeah kind of cherry color but it's definitely a different color than like an irish red ale or something like yeah that. and it's probably in part to the you know oak aging mm-hmm. in there just letting it chill out for a little bit yeah i'm kind of curious what it looks like before it goes into the the casks i wonder if it has a more of a, a bright red color i'm curious to taste it too i'm sure it's more of like a malt forward beer before it hits that point because it's mm-hmm. just kind of a mild red ale and then goes in those casks and sits and picks up some oaky, some tannin. Some of the things actually on the way over here, we were listening to some videos, just more background on it. And there was a guy, I can't remember where he said he was from, but they said their brewery was experimenting with putting oak leaves in the barrels as well to give more of a tannic flavor to it. Wow. Very interesting, I think, but I don't know. But yeah. this is a, it's definitely a unique style, I'd say tasting this beer it definitely does have some of that umami uh slightly vinegar like taste it's not overwhelmingly so but it's not necessarily super sweet there's some fruity notes in there as well yeah but yeah i'm, I'm definitely getting some some kind of dark fruit um some of that tannic quality like a red wine and and most people will say that the the Flanders Red Ale is actually the closest beer to like a, a really nice aged red wine. You know, we actually just had, you know, barley wine conversation recently with I our style studies. But, but um, and barley wine, I think, is also one that's pretty similar to the, the wine, just hence the name and the, the ABV. But this one actually is a lighter brew. Yeah. And if you look at like the BJCP thing, you know, they specifically note that the wine like characteristics are uh, not really literal but i think they're referring more to that like acetic acid and similar bacteria used during like when the uh wine is aged in Mm -hmm. in the barrel so they say that the closest kind of a wine it comes to is like a high acid french burgundy which i've never had anything close to that because i'm not a huge wine drinker but yeah i wonder if you've ever had one at like a wine dinner yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah very interesting style there's a lot of comments on this as well yeah, I think for me the the 
likeness to a, a red wine or a burgundy, I'm guessing. It's more in the finish. It has a bit of a dry finish, which I think is pretty on par with the Flanders Red Ale. I mean, from what I've read, that's stylistic is to be pretty drying and tannic, which is, you know, a lot of your red wines, they kind of have that, that's like tannic bitterness, and then it leaves you with a bit of a dry sensation. I'm getting that from from this uh, Grand Cru from Rodenbach, but yeah, definitely in flavor, not not really tasting similar to, to red wines. It's just got its own profile, and then it has a finish. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty pretty similar to a a nice you know smooth, not overly bitter red wine. Mm-hmm. Not like a fruity red wine though. Oh yeah. So uh, general like uh, BJCP. So the overall impression. I don't know if we really said this. We kind of said it as we've gone through and tasted this. But they say a sour and fruity oak aged reddish brown Belgian style ale with supportive toasty malt flavors and fruit complexity. The dry tannic finish supports the suggestion of a vintage red wine. So the aroma, they they go on further to elaborate a fruity sour profile with some supporting malt. Uh, And then there should be some of that dark fruit, maybe some oranges, plums, or fruit leather. I'd have to have some fruit leather. It's been a long time (laughs) since I've had some fruit leather. (laughs) Is that just like dried fruit skin or something? Yeah, it's like dried fruit things, kind of like... Uh, when you were little, you would probably would have equated it to the gross version of fruit roll-ups. Uh, <laughs> uh, appearance is very similar to what we said. So burgundy, reddish brown, good head retention. And then uh, flavor is going to be moderate to moderately high. Malt flavors with toasty, soft, rich quality. Intense fruit flavors. Uh, complex, moderate to high sour with some esters in there, and it shouldn't be a simple lactic sourness. So I think that's the biggest uh, difference between our last one. Even though it was a mixed fermentation kind of a sour, the sourness is definitely a major uh, right. game changer Right. Within, between these two. Because, again, like this is the vinegar one, and uh, one of the comments they have in, in the BJCP uh, style guidelines is that uh, the vinegar is over six times greater in total uh, a city acidity in this style so very interesting six times greater than what i don't know <laughs> but just six times greater <laughs> yeah well and i you know like i said i mentioned there's probably going to be some difference to at least in Rodenbach's case with their lineup of beers just based on the uh the makeup of the beer what what ratio is like the mature beer and what's the younger beer this one being kind of more in favor of the mature age beer I'm wondering, I'd like to do like sort of a vertical tasting of their classic Flanders, the grain crew we're drinking, and then like a vintage, which is just purely from the fooder. Oh, See yeah. like the, the differences between the mature beer, the blended, and then sort of the you know younger, less mature variation of that. This one I think is a nice blend. I think this is why the grain crew is kind of the most popular for this brand. I think it's the more, most sold, most consumed mm. and rated just because it has a really nice blend they've kind of hit i think a sweet spot that appeals to a lot of palates yeah i'd say it's pretty drinkable even though it is pretty sour lauren's kind of made a, a, a tweaking it's, face it's not my um cup of beer <laughs> <laughs> you might say it's not your favorite it's, it's not my favorite would yeah. you say that sort of thing's not your bag baby <laughs> no, I would not say that. <laughs> Do you know that references? Probably Austin Powers. Yeah. Oh nice. my gosh. He has one certificate of authenticity <laughs> for a <laughs> Rodenbach Grand Cru. Ah, <laughs> uh, perfect. 
But yeah, I think it's very interesting. It does kind of have, it's one of the few beers that I would kind of describe as meaty, you know, a little bit of like that. I that. I think it's just the umami, but also I think the backbone of that is that dark fruit. So if you think about it a little further at first, you're like, oh yeah, balsamic vinegar, you know, this and that, but it also brings in maybe some like dried cherries or dark fruit that's really concentrated in that. And it's just a, a very interesting flavor mix. I like it. Yeah, I'm actually a fan. I, I've had only a few Flanders Red Ales that I can recall. Most are, you know, again, like kind of one-off brews. I, I'm pretty sure that Wicked Weed, based out of Asheville, has done, at least the Funkatorium has done a few iterations of that. New Belgium has, you know, some in their lineup, including the, I guess the Ode Bronze. So, um this is really nice to try this one. I think it's a really, you know, really appetizing sour beer, but not like a traditional sour. I like that it's got some depth and complexity. You're getting some earthiness, some you know, some of that oat character is coming off. The malt character is really balanced, I think, with the sourness. Because the sour seems to be a natural product and not some of that. I yeah, guess, it's not like a forced souring. Yeah. It's you know, an aged souring. You're not getting some of the fruited sour or any kind of, you know, the yeast is not meant to, I guess, you know, really have an intense tartness to it. It's supposed to have, you know, just a really gentle sourness that I think probably develops a lot over time as, as it ages and matures. So I feel like this beer would pair with a lot of stuff. Sam Adams makes a Flanders Red Ale. Interesting. That is interesting. Well, yeah. I was trying to see if I've like, you know, checked in anything on untapped and, um, apparently I've never checked in any of this style before. I know I've had a few, but this one's, I mean, uniquely different. I don't know if I've checked any in though. You have, I came across one, the red poppy ale, the lost Abbey. No, I lied. That was not yours. <laughs> the wild sour series, Flanders red from Destill. Oh Green. yeah. Destill. Yeah. I saw that when I was looking at different Flanders. Where'd you get this them? one from? I got it from Jarvis Street, actually. Um, I, I kind of just got it as I didn't really plan to use it for any purpose. I, did, I had it in my fridge for a while, but um, anytime I grab something and if if Lars is working and he sees it and he's like, oh, that's very good or I really enjoy that, I don't even hesitate to grab it. <laughs> like, I might just be like deliberating yeah. and looking at it. He's like, oh, I've had it. That's delicious. I'm like, okay, this is going in the cart. Um, so yeah, he definitely recommended this one. They sell it in four packs too. I, I honestly might go back and get at least one more or a four pack because I could see myself enjoying this. Yeah. Like a, a bottle of this just as a, I don't know. It almost drinks as like an after dinner beer. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could pair it like you said, with but like I also a steak. I feel like I would oh. want to eat this with a steak. I think that would help oh, with like okay. a nice drink this fatty with a steak. steak. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that. this beer makes me want to have a, like uh, a beer dinner that we should do that sometime. That'd be really fun. Oh. We yeah. should. And make a few courses, get some beers to pair with it. Yep. Sounds good to Have me. Have our friends over. I like to eat. Food is good. I like to beer. So you're going to cook. Yeah. Lauren's going to prepare prepare like a five-course meal. What I've prepared for you today, chef, is... Yeah, it might be have to be over a course of like a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'd help cook too, but yeah, this one I think is, is super cool. But I also think you could take a weird twist and, and pair it with something like a vanilla ice cream. Like dessert, yeah. The sweetness really cutting through and some of that dark fruit with the sourness. I feel like it'd be a very interesting pairing. 
So you remember that you bought that liquid of some sort? I can't remember what yes, name Yes, but that was it. spicy stuff. And it's that's pretty good. I mean, it's you, better than... It, this is better than that, I'd say. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Me neither. But you were like, oh, this would be great on my ice cream. Well, it's advertised to go on the fruit. It's the stuff... You know what I'm talking about? The, the red stuff you put on mangoes and whatever. Mm-hmm. What is that called? It's yeah, because it's it's almost like a syrup kind of, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's like a sweet and like spicy syrup. I don't remember what it's called, but mm. uh, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I think Flanders Red, very interesting style. Yeah, uh, very cool to try, and uh, you know, it's authentically European when it comes in a three thirty mil bottle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no twelve ounce three fifty five mils here, you know. We're doing those 330 mils. I'll have to ask Lars if they ever bring in any other of the core beers from Rodenbach. Um, I'd be curious to try this. So one of the final notes I had about, you know, the, the Flanders Red Ale, typically, you know, the blending is a huge aspect of oh, yeah. them, of, of, of Flanders Red Ale. You're going to get a blend of, you know, the, the aged, matured uh, beer from the fooder mixed with a younger brew of the same uh, same recipe, but I, I kind of read some things that people have equated having just a hundred percent vintage or like matured aged product being like a single barrel whiskey oh, okay. where you're not getting a blend. You're which again, that it's, a, I don't think it's quite the same because I think there's a lot more parity in like a, a whiskey aged barrel versus you know yeah, yeah. beer in a, in a large fooder is probably not going to have as much variation when you blend it it's probably not going to create that much of a stark contrast but i'd be curious just to try a bottle of a you know like roadmark has what they i think they call their vintage beer which is essentially just you know, 100 percent pulled from one of the fooders and then they've got you know an alexander is one of their beers that they've got i can't remember who it's named after but that one also is a different uh, it might be one that's aged longer so they have like they, they toy with the aging they toy with the blend so yeah be curious to just try some different variations to see if there's a noticeable difference or if i have sort of a preference for one, for or, one the or the other or what my palate kind of likes yeah pretty cool did we mention which bacteria were responsible for mm. the flavors i don't think we did say that but you know usually i mean if you talk about beer yeast it's saccharomyces uh there's some Britannomyces in there which gives you usually that barnyard uh kind of funk and is usually present in some mixed fermentation beers but isn't it more like the lactobacillus mm. Britannomyces i can't pronounce pitidiococcus <laughs> pitidiococcus <laughs> yeah yeah and it's all those wild variations that are living in those barrels so mm-hmm. and then acetobacter too so that gives you some acetic acid acinetobacter uh, no not acinetobacter <laughs> <laughs> for any medical people i don't know that that is. Is. <laughs> pseudomonas uh <laughs> candida dangerous labrata <laughs> no no get uh, that out of my beer that would make one disgusting beer especially like thinking about how pseudomonas like smells and stuff but anyway uh, off tangent um but yeah you get all those all those different ones like lauren said and you know it's not just lactobacillus producing lactic acid you're getting those other uh souring ones and pediococcus is really one that's kind of unique that's a really funky one you don't see in too many beers because that can make some really weird flavors <laughs> yeah if left unchecked so yeah the the any kind of use of bacteria or microorganisms you're like 
you know, you, you've got to be really careful. Yeah. Um, but obviously this is a, a tried and true practice. You know, the Belgians brewing this, they know what they're doing. They've done it right for now over 200 years, at least this Flanders Red Ale. So, and here we are drinking it at a table with technology they probably could only dream of. We have technology. Here we are with microphones set up and we're recording ourselves talking about a mm-hmm. beer that was founded over 200 years ago. Yeah. 1821. Well, speaking of beer, Lauren, what you got for an LC pick of the <gasps> week? I got my LC pick of the week. Oh, I better get a glass ready. I've got glasses galore. Assume the positions. Nick, why are you bending over? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I misheard. Roll that beautiful poor footage. Roll that. Beautiful beer footage. Oh, yeah, that's probably... I haven't cool. seen a Bush's Baked Beans commercial in a while. Me either. Kind of a random thought, but... Me either. They used to be on incessantly. Oh, my eyes are open. Yeah, what the... I forgot what I was doing. That I'm not in, mm. the, in the, the main microphone spot. You didn't even assume the position. All right, got my eyes closed you now. You think we haven't done this like 40 times. I know, right? Um, so, initial Ooh. smells were... Moving away from sours, and we're going into hops. We are definitely going into hops for sure. Hop, hop, baby. Got an IPA. What we don't know is, is it a hazy IPA? Is it a double IPA? Is it a double dry hopped IPA? I definitely think it's dry hopped. A lot of pronounced aroma, which that would make sense. But it's not super juicy, fruity, so I'm not lending towards a... uh, Hazy. It's got. It's actually a very familiar kind of a smell to it. Um, I and, can't and, see the head, but I I can hear it, and I can kind of tell. Is that weird that I can tell it's like fluffy? It's like it seems like a pretty pronounced head. I haven't looked. Oh at it yeah, yet. it's like slow pops versus like you know when you pour like a glass of like a soda, mm. and it's like. <laughs> this is just like. Ooh. Okay. So I took my first sip. It's actually got a pretty light body. Yeah, this reminds me of one of those locale like IPAs that I had had before. But um, like really good flavor for being. Yeah, and that's what makes me think it's. I think it's similar hops, and that's where because those like locale ones, I feel like they tend to dry hop the crap out of them. Oh man, this reminds me of. Uh, I wonder if this is a session IPA. But it, it has like a lot of hop aroma for a session IPA. I'm taking a look. It's very clear, very light in color, pale yellow. Lacy head. It's leaving a lot of lace on the glass. It's tight. Um, I don't know. I, I do think maybe I'm leaning towards a session IPA. It kind of reminds me of. I had a really good session IPA from Brewery Bavana. Mm. I forget the name of it, but I had it at the NC Hops Fest this Palm? summer. No. Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's... Uh, hmm. Well, at any rate. So? <laughs> sow? <sure. laughs> a pig? <laughs> Isn't that a pig? A sow? Yeah, it is. Wait. Right? S-O-W is, was the name of it. It was one. Yield was the session yield, I had. Yes. Delicious. It was super Delicious. light, but it was like full flavored. It was... Clocked in at like four and a half percent, but it was just every bit as flavorful as a normal IPA. 
tons of aroma, good mouthfeel. Yeah, it wasn't is, like overly thin. This one is a bit thin, but it's. I don't think it. Yeah, this definitely doesn't live in the double IPA category or anything like that. It's at least from a malt and hop aggressiveness. It's not overly bitter. It's got a you know decent little bit of bitterness. Yeah, but the hops aren't you know over a little bit of resin, but not. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to guess a session IPA is my... All right. What is your guess? American IPA. Okay. When you say American, what do you mean? Just not like a... Maybe more of a West Coast style. Okay. It's not like a super tongue burner, though, with hot... It's a Coors Light. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I did it again. No, I'm just kidding. That would be the best Um, tasting. So, actually, the hops... I can't. A hopsidaisical. Oh, from oh, so Nuda. it is just a Nuda. Uh, yeah, just a nice. Hey, it is a West, it is a West style, ding, 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 ding. Um, a West Coast style IPA. Ding, and, ding, 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 ding. but we are. It's five point one percent. That's a low clock uh, for this baby. Mm. Mosaic and Simcoe hops. Ah, the mosaics. That's what I was tasting. Mm-hmm. An easy drinking West Coast style mm. IPA that has just the right amount of hop flair. Flavor from Mosaic and Simcoe hops. Not too much, but not too little. Sit back, relax, and watch your worries disappear. Woo! Hey, 43 episodes in, and I finally did it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it can't be your first one. That was on the money, though. It was good. West Coast IPA. That one is very easy drinking. I think mm-hmm. we've had some good beers this episode. Mm-hmm. You've actually had this previously. I have? Have According I? to Untap, you checked this in when we went to Drive Shack in June. You have not. Yes. But yeah, very gentle, uh, not super malty. Just tasty all around. Well, good job, guys. Good job. All right. So what did everybody learn today? I learned that you indeed could guess what my pick of the week was. Nice. Oh, you were supposed to say, what do you learn? Because you're in the hot seat. Oh, my gosh. So, guys, um, what did we learn today? I did learn indeed that I could pick an LC pick of the week. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. What about you, Nick? I learned that pronunciation in other languages is difficult. I actually chickened out. Uh, I, I mean, I, I learned how to say fooder, but there are some other uh, F- Flanders Red Ales that I didn't mention because I was too scared to say their name. I'm going to do it now. Uh Brauerei Verhage Duchesse de Bourgogne is one of the most popular Flanders red ales you're going to find. It's a true Belgian Mm. brewery with um, a lot of ratings, a lot of check-ins. You can find it here in the States as well. And you mentioned it earlier, the Lost Abbey's Red Poppy Ale was one I was going to mention, but I like that Rodenbach Brauerei Rodenbach was actually pretty easy to say. So um, I learned I need to brush up on my Belgian? No, Dutch? Dutch. Dutch. Dutch and uh, Brauerei is also... Is German? Uh, yeah, like German. And close French is... Is it Brasserie? Yes. But the Dutch... Yeah, the Dutch word for brewery is really weird. It's like Brauergy. <laughs> I feel like Dutch has like, just got like a bunch of crazy like J's and stuff in it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it must be what... Yeah, the Dutch spelling or uh, yeah. word for brewery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so... Need to brush up on my yeah. international brewery language. But for real, I learned that uh, I want to do a, a beer tasting, and I want to get my hands on some more Rodenbach, because that's just a delightful beer. Delightful. 
it was quite good and something i i learned that i like a lot maybe if i if we paired it with dinner and i had a steak with mm. some like little potatoes that were like mashed or a nice fish um, too, and I also think, had like some balsamic vinegar on it <laughs> I feel like it works multiple ways because you could say a delicate fish, you could pair it and give some flavor with that, yeah. or a nice steak, you could give some <clears throat> to it. So, okay, yeah, uh huh, yeah, mm-hmm. cool, great. All right, Lauren, are you gonna say the spiel about us uh, outro in here? Well, um, thank you for joining us today. We hope you also learned something. Um, this concludes episode 43 <laughs> of Secondary Fermentation. Um, if you have any comments, things you want to tell us, you want to reach out, we're available on Instagram at East Carolina Beer. Also, we have a Twitter. Not sure if you want to tweet at us. Tweet? I've not logged into that in quite a few moments. I don't know what our moments. handle is. What if we um, have so many? At East Beer. At East Beer. <laughs> we are also on Facebook. Again, East Carolina Beer. And Brewing. And Brewing. brewing. If you want to shoot us an email, we also have an email. East Carolina Beer and Brewing. At, Just beer. Oh, <laughs> East Carolina Beer at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I think I went through the whole thing that um, yeah. <laughs> you normally do. And also, make sure you rate the podcast. Oh, yeah. And write a nice Only if you comment. like it. If you if you don't like it. You know how you we check to see if we've had comments, comments in a little bit? I don't have Apple Podcasts. That's the only thing about me not having Apple Podcasts is I can't see if someone's commented on our thing without making Nick do the two-step uh, verification thing. Um, I haven't gotten any notifications that we've received any, but... Drop us a comment. Drop us a review. Yeah, slap a nice We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'll read it on air. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, um, feel free to send those along as well. We're pretty flexible. (laughs) We do have seven five-star ratings. Wow. So keep those coming, guys. We appreciate you. I mean, half of those are probably our mothers. It's fine. (laughs) Hey, my mom doesn't have Apple Podcasts. Oh, true. My my mom gave us a four. (laughs) True. true. (laughs) I've heard better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, close us out then. (laughs) All I gotta just say is back. Uh, Cheers. Oh, cheers. 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 Prost. Prost. Prost.